Well, hello everyone. I'm Alvin King, host of He Said, He Said, He Said. A look at the world from a seasoned black man's perspective. It is Friday, February the 23rd, and it's our third anniversary. Welcome to our live show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, everyone, and hello again. It is our anniversary show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and we are so happy to be at this juncture of this journey of He Said, He Said, He Said Live, ladies and gentlemen. And tonight, we're going to dedicate our anniversary show, which is entitled Since You've Been Gone, to highlight and recognize some of our special guests that have graced our platform for a congratulatory conversation on what's been going on with them since leaving our stage. So we are so excited. And in case you don't know who they are, ladies and gentlemen, because you know we didn't want to put it out there and give the secret away. First of all, we have community leader and LGBTQIA plus uh, advocate Raheem Briggs is here. We have author, novelist, and writer Dwayne Vernon is here, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, we have to put some spice on it. So we have the advice columnist and our sister girl from another planet, Al McGill is here, ladies and gentlemen. And we have film producer and director, Ashton Pina is back with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you all, this is going to be a fun anniversary show. And we are so hyped for it. Do you think I'm hyped? Because I'm sure giving you my Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, look right now. I am just hyped, ladies and gentlemen. But um, again, welcome to our show. And it is a, so fitting to have our anniversary show in the midst of uh, Black History Month, as, as it still is, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, I promised for Black History Month that I would, you know, find something on the day that we do our show live. And... I would highlight someone. So tonight, William Edward uh, Burghardt Dubois was an American sociologist, socialist, historian, and Pan-African civil rights uh, activist. Dubois primarily targeted racism in his uh, polemics, which protested strongly against lynching, Jim Crow laws, and discrimination in education and employment. His cause included people of color everywhere, particularly African-Americans and Asian in colonies. In his significant contributions though, to the civil rights movement, Dubois became director of publicity and research for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP, founded in 1909. The legal arm of the NAACP led the campaign to end segregation altogether but it first targeted inequality and education. W.E. Dubois died on the eve of the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom on August the 27th, 1963. His 95-year-old life was truly astonishing. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are honoring the late W.E.B. Dubois. 
And now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I can't do what I do without the people who I do it with. So if we can get on with the chat. Alvin King, Alvin King. Boss Bowling? Maybe if it was not, if Bob and Weave, Bob and Weave today. <laughs> but, but I've been doing that with you for three years. Bob and Weave. For three years. Can you feel it? I can it feel is, it. It is I just absolutely remarkable. I can feel it. And I'm just going to say, brother, right now, for all of you who are watching right now, hey, uh, uh, Raw Health, hey, Herbert, hey, George Pringle, thank you all for joining us tonight. Vosh, you have been with me since I pulled the dream, I'm going to say, off my pillow. And the universe sent me to you. And you have been here since 2019, basically, when, when I, the idea came about and then we should stop doing anything and then all of a sudden 20 gave us some new life and you know we can talk about that a little later though but you have been here from the beginning i think you're a year off but covid did that to us uh we started talking at the end of 2020 2020 came on the air on 2021 and this being 2024 is now our third year well, yeah, and I'm just, I'm just for clarification, the reason why I say 2019 was because that's when I said I have to do something. That's when I told me. Uh, that's I, when, I wanna, that's okay. when I told me I need to do yeah. something. And I trolled Facebook and I saw you and then I ran into a friend who happened to know you. And the rest is history. Just so, it's been a magical journey. You look finger looking good tonight. I will have a thousand and one Colonel Sanders comments and jokes <laughs> throughout the night. So pay attention because I'm gonna slide them all in. I'm oh oh in. my god! Oh my god! And ladies and gentlemen, for those, hey, wait a minute, this yes, hey, this Ashton's here. Well, y'all heard Ashton Penis here, ladies and gentlemen, the man with the golden smile. Yeah, he, he is here. He, he he is back with us tonight, Vosh. And for many who watch this show and who give us so much kudo on our chemistry, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you all to know I've only met him one time where I saw him from head to toe, and that was a year ago today. I I have ne I have not met Vosh physically, but I promise you, we are in each other's inboxes every day, three and four times a day. And have been for almost almost four years. So I talk to you more than I do most people in my life. It's just kind of amazing to think that we just don't see each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I I don't want to get away from me, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why you don't see Bobby, Bobby is not here today. He couldn't join us for the anniversary, and we truly understand that. So, Bobby, wherever you are in the world, happy anniversary. Thank yes, you for being a part of this journey. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Blue, you're hilarious. What did he say? He says, I have something on my face. Look, someone told me, they're like, Vosh, you go from looking like a young mixed boy to an old black man as my facial hair shows up on my face. So <laughs> thank you, Blue, for pointing that out. <laughs> I am representing, he said, he said, he said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black, black man's perspective. And seasoned has a beard and gray all up in it. So I'm wearing it proudly tonight. Thank you for noticing. And hey, Monica, 
Thank you for joining us. Hey, Beth. And Beth, thank you so much for your kind words. You are so sweet to me online and so nice to me. Uh, Blue, how you doing? Uh, thank you again for, for, for joining us tonight. Um, yes. We have a great show. We have a great show. And ladies and gentlemen, you all don't know, but so much work goes into what we do. And when we came up with this idea, we put out, put out information to many, many people, but we wanted to make sure that we had the folks to help tell our story yes. of the three years. And these guests who have come back are really, have really been a, an integral part of our journey. And so I'm just so glad to have them back with us tonight. I really am. It really is a love fest of some of our, not all, some of our favorite guests that we've had on who have inspired us to continue to do better at mm -hmm. what we do. Yes, 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 yes. Well, Bosh, if I, I am ready if you are, because uh, we, we got, baby, not only do we have interviews, ladies and gentlemen, we got, we're gonna, we're gonna have a game at the end of the show and we're going to, we want you to be a part of the game too. But our yeah. guests are also, uh, they will also be a part of the game. So stick around, don't go anywhere because we're gonna have you clicking. We'll have you talking and sending in messages or sending in messages to us, not talking. But you can talk, but we can't hear you. Okay. <laughs> but we want you to participate. We think you should know the answers. And if you do not, it'll be a better way for you to get to know who we are here at He Said, He Said, He Said. Look, okay. if, if it's okay with you, Alvin, I would like to dive in because we have a lot to cover in a short amount of time. So uh, I want to just tell everybody that Raheem Briggs is the founder and CEO of Project Briggs Incorporated. It is a 501c3 progressive, independent, nonprofit public charity foundation whose mission is to provide leadership, improve brand building and communication, and promote and assist urban projects through innovative fundraising activities and advocacy. With 30 years of advocacy experience in HIV and AIDS awareness, Rahim has received numerous awards throughout his journey. He currently serves as chairman for the Ward 8 LGBTQIA Plus Commission for Ward 8 Council Member Trayon White Sr. in Washington, DC. We are so very proud of Rahim. It doesn't hurt that he's so handsome. Mm -mm. Give a warm, he said, he said, he said, welcome to Rahim Briggs, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! hey. Welcome back, my friend. Thank Hello. you. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. You look wonderful. Oh, God is good all the time. All right all now. All right now. And all the time, what? God is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, gentlemen? We're, we're, we're good. We're, we're, we're really good. So And um, thrilled to have you here. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we could not imagine doing our anniversary show and not have you come back and be with us because we love you dearly. It's mm -hmm. a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. So, Raheem, for those people who may not know you the way that we know you, would you please take, I don't know, 90 seconds oh, okay. and tell people who is Raheem Briggs and why they should love you like we do? Uh, Raheem Briggs... Um, is an individual who loves his community. I truly love the LGBTQ community. 
I work very hard uh, to do the things I do because I believe in us. Um, we are a very powerful, powerful community. My model is community is our superpower and we are very super powerful when we're united. Um, Raheem Briggs, just enthusiastic about uh, giving back to the community, raising funds for awareness, uh, regardless of what it is, whether sexual health, HIV, harm reduction, health and wellness, diabetes, whatever those causes are, I'm all for it. I love educating our community, but more or less empowering our community. I enjoy what I do. Uh, it's a calling from God. I think when God puts you on this planet, he don't want you to just work a nine to five. He wants you to do something. And that's what I enjoy doing. I love our community. And that's why I do the work I do. I truly do. Go ahead, Alvin, because I see you wanted to just thank them. No, no, no. I, I, I did it silently because I know you know we have to keep moving. He saw me. He saw me. I felt it. I just you know, I, 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 I saw it. I, I yeah. because I love, I love our community. I know yeah. it's crazy, yeah. but hey, I saw it. So, Raheem, let's explore Project Briggs Inc. a little bit. Okay. What are the goods and services that you provide to the LGBTQIA plus community? So the goods and services that Project Briggs provides to the LGBTQ community is that our main focus is outreach. Um, outreach regarding HIV AIDS, harm reduction, um, just primarily just educating the community. We also partner with uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies for clinical studies. Uh, we partner for them to notify people about the uh, health conferences that are coming up, like one's coming up in April, one's coming up in May. So primarily, we are an outreach organization and an educational organization, and uh, we set up activities throughout the year to empower the community for the work that we do. So that's primarily what we do. We're not a full-service organization. We're primarily an outreach and educational organization. I heard you said you have parties. Um, should we plan on being invited to, to some of <laughs> Because I do like VIP. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> got a couple of parties up my sleeve. Well, we. Okay, I, I got your number, baby. Hi. <laughs> and yes. you know, I I can attest to what his organization offers because I have I'm going to say benefited, partnered with, and and have been a team member with. Uh, with the benefits that come out of Project Briggs. Um, mm -hmm. But Raheem, I know that you've been very busy yes. and a lot has been going on, but can you share with us some of your organization's accomplishments uh, in the past year since you've been gone? Okay. Ooh. Uh -uh, don't sing it. We, we get off the air. Don't do it. Well, uh, some of the highlights that we've done last year, uh, of course, you know, we've done Pride by the River uh, Super Sunday during DC Black Pride. Uh, with pots, pans, and pronouns with some of the workshops that we've done. Mm -hmm. Also, we've rolled in two key areas that we rolled out last year was the health and wellness component, along with the uh, visibility and inclusion uh, component. Uh, with those two key areas, we brought on Shane A. Greer for doing the health and uh, wellness, which we did last week. And then, of course, we had one of our board members, Strawberry, on your show uh, that, you know, that that we brought on board to do the visibility and inclusion, because we feel like inclusion is extremely important with the work that we've done. Uh, we've received over $30,000 in grants, corporate sponsorships and donations last year. We're doing extremely well. Um, 
And also, I have a little surprise for you. I also was awarded the 2023 Capital Pride Honors Hero Award last year. So that's what happened since I've been gone. Got a couple of awards here and there. So it's been it's been it's been a great year. Uh, Project Briggs is thriving. Uh, we have an incredible board of directors. I, I I always say we I can't do this without them. Our incredible board directors just do such a phenomenal job, but we have done very well, collected grants, over 30,000. Uh, I've won a you know award last year from Capital Pride, and I'm also volunteering this year for Capital Pride as well. Wow. Well, I, 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 I want to throw in there because people have been asking me, when are we, when am I doing uh, swirling chords? Fashion and Music Gala. And for those of you who have, have attended this uh, Swirling Chords Fashion and Music Gala, Raheem was my chief uh, sponsor and for that event. And it will come back hopefully in 2024. It's a big event and we just haven't been able to do it. But believe me, when the time comes, you all will know, as you know, he said, he said it, we're not afraid of advertising. So you definitely will, will know when, when that's going to come. Uh, Raheem, uh, one other question you mentioned about, um, you know, getting grants and whatnot. Yes. Is that how is that how you sustain yes. your your operation or your organization financially? Yes, yes. It's, it's how we sustain our organization for capacity building, because, um, you know, we don't really get a whole lot of donations, you know, for whatever reasons. So in order for us to do the work that we do, we rely on grants. And then we rely on Vince to bring in the revenue. Uh, we've received grants from the Mayor's Office of LGBTQIA Affairs. And we also received another grant uh, from the Department of Health, which is DC Engage. And then we're partnering with Javar, which is a pharmaceutical company. So, so far, we've collected $22,000 in grants. And so that's how we sustain ourselves. Uh, we always encourage people to give donations, always. But at the same time, uh, these grants help us generate revenue so we can, you know, sustain our organization. But I have a big vision for Project Briggs. I'm going to claim we're going to get a million dollar grant so I can run this baby full time. I'm doing the work. I know it's going to happen. I'm putting it out in the universe. And you've heard it on your anniversary. I'm going to get that million dollar grant. Because I, I, look, I work my butt off. <laughs> You're yes, so you so silly. And you have a great team. And we, like as you, as you mentioned, we have met and interviewed a number yes. of them. Yes. And within our, our community, we believe that we can generate the wave of energy to make that million dollars happen in 2024. Yes. Amen. Amen. I have a little surprise for you, though. What's that? We're bringing back the Black Party. That's going to be April 7th. More to come. Wow. I guess yes. I need to go upstairs and brush off a couple of things. Um, okay, okay. Well, yes. ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. When he said, he said, he said the Black Party uh, produced and directed or produced by uh, Project Briggs, it will return in April. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Raheem. Thank yes, you. Sir, yes, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, Raheem, just quickly, what other outreach activities and projects do you have in store for the community? Okay, so uh, we just had a uh, health and wellness uh uh, fitness um, forum uh, last week at the Joy of Motion. Uh, coming up in uh, March, we're going to have another networking uh, at the brand new club uh, lounge called Thirst Lounge. Mm -hmm. It's a brand new black owned. So we're going to do that in March. Of course, we're doing the black party in April, which is April 7th. And then Pride by the Rivers coming on back. So I've been a busy little guy. So yeah. 
uh, just, you know, busy, busy, busy. So we're going to be busy in March, April and May. We're wow. going to be busy. Look. Yes. Then there's well, conferences coming up. So we're going to be so busy. Yep. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you, Raheem, again, for coming on and being a part of our anniversary show. Um, we could not have done this show and talk about community outreach without having you on board. But before I let you go, I'm just going to really, I, I heard a little rumor and I just want to make sure because it made me a little jealous. But I heard a rumor that you're a huge fan of Vosh Bodhi. No, I am. Is that true? Yes. Yes. And, and, and Vosh called me too. I did. I did. I did. I made up a reason, actually. <laughs> I love, I love. You know what? You know what? Let me tell you why I love Bosch. I, 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 I love Bosch because he brings so much energy. And uh, Alvin, I think he is such a great addition to this show. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for Bosch and Bobby, but I'm happy for he said, he said, he said, because. Um, Bosh, you bring the energy, and I like that. And you ask really good, insightful questions to the point where you're like, oh, wow, let me do my research. But I love it because you do it with love, and, and you do it to educate the community. And I appreciate you. You know I love you, Alvin. You know I do. But I appreciate you, Vosh, because you bring the energy. I just said, oh, my God, I get to see Vosh again. So, yes, I'm a big fan of you. Yes, I am. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to say thank you so much, Raheem, for yes. gracing our show. Boss, did you know, did you want to say something to him before we let him go for giving you all the love? Did you want to say something? It is reciprocated. I, I thank you for seeing me and for holding a space for me at He Said, He Said, He Said, and for the He Said, He Said team in your heart. I look forward to us doing things in the future together to help advance all of our visions. Absolutely. Love well, you, Thank you, Raheem. Don't go away. We're definitely going to bring you back at the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Raheem Briggs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and first, let, let's say hello before we bring on our next guest. I see JJ has come on and said uh, happy anniversary to us. Hey, JJ, thank you for joining us. Really do appreciate you being here. Um, our next guest, I have the pleasure of introducing him. I have known him for a long time. And when I tell you, I think he is one of the most brilliant writers that I have ever met. And I'm talking about author Dwayne Vernon has courageously written a novel that LGBTQ men and women have always been a part of our history, distinguishing many challenges over, over our ancestors faced during those times, yet they, they were still able to form uh, lasting, loving relationships. The Master's Plan is a powerful, thought-provoking, and when I tell you, <laughs> an unprecedented portrayal of storytelling in our history, retired federal service creator of seven novels and a couple of short films, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dwayne Vernon to our stage again, please. Hey, hey. Hey, Dwayne. How you doing? Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And th thank you. I mean, that's, I kind of like that sweatshirt you got on, but, um, but you know, I mean, I kind of like it, kind of <laughs> like it. Thank But thank you for being here, my brother. Um, really do appreciate you, you being here as always. I mean, I, I said it, you are a brilliant writer. I don't know how you keep all that in your head. Um, I don't know how you do it, but you do a damn good job. I'm going to tell you that. Thank you. Thank um, appreciate it. Thank you. So, Vernon, if someone was to describe three things about you, 
who know you personally, what would they be? Um, loyal, sometimes overly sensitive, and a communicator. You must be a Gemini. I, I are am. you are you a Gemini? <laughs> see, 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 because you, baby, that that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. Vernon just described me, ladies and gentlemen, as well. So for those of you who are watching, uh, he, he just did. Okay. But I'm going to get on with this. I, I digressed a bit. Um, Dwayne, you have written seven novels and I'm going to, I want everyone to see them. And I mean, all of them are amazing. He has written a master's plan, counterpunched, my man, my boys, deception, lies, and truth. Vengeance, Willful Intent, and Roman. And judging from your body of work, um, Dwayne, what advice would you give someone considering writing their first novel? Well, if you're going to write, write because it's your passion, not because you're trying to make money, mm -hmm. because you put more into it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, and I mean, you like, boom, drop the mic. <laughs> that, that, like, 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 th there's, there's no more to say. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Wow. Well, go ahead, Dwayne. What were you going to say? I say that's it right there. Okay. Ooh. Well, you did introduce yourself and explain that you are overly sensitive. So I tread lightly in this next comment. Right. One of the most amazing things that has happened for me since you have come on the show is that we have become domino buddies. <laughs> you know exactly where you. I'm going. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Dwayne and I have started playing dominoes on one of those little app games. And every <laughs> once in a while, like his name will pop up. It's like, hey, you've been challenged. And I'm not gonna tell you who does most of the winning. <laughs> but I, I just want to let you know that I cherish that connection. Like we don't speak. It is just truly through dominoes and you are it. a light. And I just am so happy to be in your orbit. I love it. I love it. it in your writing, because there's kind of a theme. Are there any messages you're trying to convey in your novels? Well, one of my main reasons for writing is to break the stereotypes about Black gay men. Because a lot of the Black gay films that you see and the Black gay books that you read, it doesn't really portray, portray us like we should. You know, it just, it just reinforces the stereotypes that are out there. And so I just kind of like refuse to uh, feed into those stereotypes. It's my whole purpose. Well, what are some of those stereotypes you've been wanting to ask? Well, that we're, you know, we're in the fashion industry and that's it. We do hair. You know, you don't see us in playing sports, you know, like we do. And at a very high level, um, just like you have the good, you have the bad. There are drug dealers out there that are gay men. You know, every man isn't DL. They're just pretty much private about who they are. And so, you know, it's, it's almost like when you watch saw P Valley for the first time, you saw two masculine men actually have sex and it just blew the internet up because it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So those, those are the messages that I just try and write, write about. Yes, yeah. we are project, 
gay people in general are always seen as being effeminate. And that's not all of who we are. We are a spectrum. And I appreciate uh, how you portray us in all of your novels. And I, I just want to mention the master's plan. And Dwayne, you know, from the moment you let me read that, that is a book that should be on, it, first of all, it should be on Broadway. Not some of the scenes they could, they, well, if they, if they show someone in baseball, you know, showing his private parts, they can show, do, um, uh, what do you call it, a master's plan on Broadway. But a master's plan is brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I, we've had him on the show talking about it. And it's talking about uh, the, being gay during slavery. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I will forever say you are such so brilliant for writing that book. And if I cannot wait to see it on the silver screen or on Broadway, and I hope there's some push to make that happen. Well, uh, just to kind of give you a little tidbit, um, I've been working with a gentleman in LA. So we finished the short, 45 Miles to Freedom. And it's a short film of the master's plan that we're trying to get. We're trying to figure out where we're going to shoot it. It's been written and completed. And um, and we're going to try and submit it to the Black Film Festival and you know see what kind of bites we can get. Awesome. 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 Vosh, did you have anything that you want to say before um, I, I ask Vernon his last question? And, and I'm just thrilled that you are doing that and that it is making its way. It, it, I, please come back and keep us informed. And if we need to reach out to the folks at the Black Film Festival, which I already have to try to bring someone on to talk about what they're doing, you let us know, because I will bring them on here and tell them they need to be working with you. Okay, well, actually I have a couple other projects. So the movie script for The Counterpunch has been completed. So they're having, a, we're having a, a final reading the first week of March with people that you've seen in TV. Okay. So, okay. Um, hmm. My Man, My Boys, the uh, first uh, episode has been written and completed. So now I'm writing three other episodes and trying to pitch that as a TV series. So I've been busy. Fabulous. I, I, am, I am applauding you. And see, people, while you hear him talking about how things are moving, things take time. Yes. Things things take time. And so, you know, don't give up on us. You know, black folks, we, we got we have to lobby and stay connected and keep elevating one another as much and as we possibly can. And so, Vernon, any information that you get to where we whereas we can use this platform to announce the next movement of your projects, brother, do not hesitate to let us know. Please okay. don't. It sounds like I need to be hooked up with Ashton. Well, you know what? Alvin's a strategic person, but you, I'm gonna let you all work that out, okay? Alvin, <laughs> Alvin King, don't don't sleep on me at all. But before we let you go, before we let you go, okay. um, I do want to ask you one last question. You talked about breaking stereotypes, mm -hmm. and so if you were, to, you kind of alluded to this, but I want you to expound on it a little bit. Um, you know, would you like to see? You know, what would you like to see more on TV and movies and in plays when it comes to gay literature and film? Um, I'd like to see, as I mentioned earlier, more shows that doesn't, uh, they're not a stereotypical. Um, 
I want to see more of black on black relationships because it always seems as though they have to put, I mean, I'm not against you know biracial relationships, but it doesn't always have to be biracial. You know, still, you know, you have relationships that are, you know, black on black and, and they work just as fine. So you don't always need to bring someone in a white to solidify that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I do. And, you know, just, you know, there's just a lot of stereotypical stuff that is out there. And my goal, and I believe my purpose is to inform the people. Right on. Well, Dwayne Vernon, ladies and gentlemen, author, novelist, and writer, Dwayne Vernon. Thank you for being here tonight, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't Have go away. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to keep it moving because Al McGill is up next. And Al Uh-oh. McGill's newsroom experience spans more than 35 years, including various roles at USA Today, Newsday, and most recently, the Washington Post. Every Tuesday evening on the Black Press National Newspaper Publishers Association, you can hear her and her selected team of special guests giving sage advice to the people. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to our sister, sister. Al McGill. Self-appointed. <laughs> Let me just say self-appointed. Happy anniversary, guys. Happy anniversary. Thank you, Happy Alma. Anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much. We could not have done this show without having our sister girl on this show. Okay. That's All right. Because right. yeah, yeah, y'all know if it had been somebody else, I would have been offended. And then you know, would have had to comment in the comment section. Uh, but did I did I miss uh Invite us. <laughs> not, 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 not at all. And, and as, as Vars said, she, every Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, on the National Black Press, sometimes she has us on. In fact, we'll be on March fifth. The guys of he said, yeah. he said, he said, will be gracing her show. But Alma gives advice on, and, and tonight for our interview with her, we've come up with a couple of uh, can we say scenarios that we're just gonna shoot them out to Alma and have her give her advice, and we may or may not chime in. But I think she's going to get to the point. So uh, Alma, ladies and gentlemen, and you all can chime in too. So Alma, as as advice, what Mm -hmm. would Alma say to someone who says, can a relationship um, heal from infidelity? Absolutely. If it's a real relationship. A relationship can heal from anything. Because like... Three years in a relationship and 30 years in a relationship are two different things. So it depends on when it happens, why it happened, because why it happened is very important. You may not want to deal with the truth of the matter. It's not always about the person. It could be something happening with the person that committed the act. And you really need to to delve into that, ask them what is the situation and not be so quick to walk away. Because it's almost like a sin. A sin is a sin. Like you can steal a, a pen out of the bank. That's a sin. It doesn't matter. You can get an abortion. That's a sin. A sin is a sin. So stop sort of looking at things that are big and small. Deal with your relationship, what you think you can weather together. Not everybody else. Not you didn't told everybody now or they didn't heard about it. And then you got to react to, you know, what everybody's thinking about your relationship. Don't do that. Um, you know, infidelity, you can get through it. And, and, um, a lot of times if you get to the other side, you will find a love you have never seen before. 
Hold on. Yeah. Be strong. Hold on. Be strong. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but that's just really great advice because if you're in a committed relationship, that commitment yes. makes mountains mm -hmm. into molehills, right? Really you're just like, this is what happened. Let's keep it going because we have bigger goals and visions. Ahead yeah. Of us. And mm -hmm. the answer is not attached to people outside your bedroom and Ever. your house. It's, it's what is connected between the two of you and your house and your bedroom. That mm -hmm. determines what you should do, not what uh, Shantae did or what, you know, Jerome did. That has nothing to do with your relationship. You're not in a relationship with the two of them. It's your relationship that counts. More people end up in divorce who have said, I, yeah. if I had not had this person in my life, I would still be married. So you exactly. have everything between you and your your, your significant Absolutely. Marriage. Okay. And we, we got some other. We, 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 we need to get as much out of her as we can. We need to get <laughs> yes, it moving. Absolutely. Okay? So um, how do you reconcile with an addictive parent or sibling? I think that, uh, oh, how do you reconcile with an addictive parent or sibling? That's a very important question because I think we have a lot of that happening, whatever mm -hmm. that addiction is. It doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be drugs or alcohol, but I do think that's important. Mm -hmm. um, being on the other side of that with a family member who has now passed away, I would say, um, I remember when my sister was dying and I said, um, why didn't you try harder? Because in my opinion, not being a person who was addicted, um, although we're all addicted to something. <laughs> so let's not act like, you know, whatever. That's another, uh, another show for another time. But um, she said to me, for every time that you think I didn't, I did times a million. Wow. So how a person handles an addiction, they do the best that they can. So my advice is once they are gone, they are gone and you never get those questions answered. But instead of trying to find out why they ended up where they are, why don't you look for a little compassion and conversation about how they are in it? and what they could possibly do to get out of it. Because you being angry won't change it. You not talking to them won't change it. You cussing them out won't change it. Uh, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have all those feelings. You should. But let's not focus on that so much. Because when you get to the other side of that, and if the person doesn't make it, you really realize how all of those negative forces, they were not important in the mm -hmm. larger scheme of things. And then you can't get that time back. I, I need to ask you this, the word reconcile. Mm -hmm. does, does that mean taking responsibility for your own health and well-being and, be, and being able to say, I'm done with this? Your, I understand what you're asking me, Alvin, and I do mm -hmm. think that is important. And I think that is a, pa a part of it. But here's the thing. A person's addiction has nothing to do with you. And I think we take their addictions personally. Why did you speak to me that way? Why did you try to do that to me? Why did you embarrass me? Why did you try to steal money out of my purse? I get it. I get all of that. But in the again, in the larger scope of things, this person is fighting demons. You have no idea. They can't even explain it to you. So... It, when it is happening, I understand the pain of the other person because I've been the other person, but it's not, it wasn't about me. I guess that's what I figured out on the other side of death. It, it wasn't about me. It was about the person going through their pain and hurt and disconnect. They feel a million times worse 
than we could ever feel on the other side. And it's almost like we feel like if I am mean enough to you or, or if I force you to try to do the right thing and say the right thing and react to me a particular way, mm -hmm. that it'll make things better. It ain't even about all of that. This person is struggling so deep on the inside um, that I think the, the folks who are not addicted should just find a mountain worth of patience. I mean, again, if they're stealing from you, then, hey, you got to lock the door. They can't be there. Oh, That's come on. See, oh, but, see you, 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 know, you know it's bigger than that. So, okay, see, you you know, I, I got, the, you know, it's bigger than that. You got to lock the it door. It is. You got to lock the door and all that, but you still got to unlock the door with your patience and your compassion. Okay. Because they I'm, are struggling a I'm, million I'm, times, a I'm, million I'm, times what you think they are. Yeah. Alma, okay. Well, we look, we got two more because see, you're taking us in. Okay. My, okay, this this next this next one is a little heavy. Okay. I, I'm in love with my cousin. What should I do? Oh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? You gotta move into West Virginia. I mean, you just gotta see what it be. No. Um, <laughs> I'm in love with my cousin. Come on. What should I do? Okay. Come on. First of all, we come all on. got some fine cousins. Ain't nobody gonna come lie on. about that. Ooh, but, a, um, a friend of mine got a funny little saying about, so, oh, I can't say it, but a friend of mine has a something, a little rhyme that he says about cousin. And I, I wish I had it with me right now. And if, I wish if, you had it if, right if he's now. on here, he's gonna say it. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. No, the answer is no. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> hey, I, I get it. I see it. I hear you. But no, under any circumstances, no, no, no. <laughs> Can I say it again? No. <laughs> and I'm, I'm out. She said no. Okay. No. Okay, and not it's even nasty. if it's a second or third it's cousin. Nasty. Nah, nasty. <laughs> nasty. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm, right. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. All right. That is so funny. Well, Alma, one last thing. Because, you know, we've all been watching corporate Aaron and all these other things going around about the workplace. My coworker stole my idea. Hell. Oh, my gosh. I hear that all the time, um, and and it's happening a lot. Uh, you have to then sort of bring in your pocket um, shank. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to go into your dumb blonde mode, I think, with that, mm -hmm. and cheap sort wig. of your mm -hmm. cheap, cheap wig, cheap and then wig. sort of mm -hmm. do the repeat and like you know. Oh, was that what we were talking about the other night when I shared with you the information that you just said in the blah, blah, blah? Like you you asked them about what they said and connected to the time that you told them what they just said. And ah. you can do it in a way that you don't have to come off as harsh and obnoxious because, see, that's when you lose the other people in the room. Because do it in the room. Don't wait till you come out. Don't okay. come out of a room and tell me what you was getting ready to say. Because right. by then, like, if you can't say it where you are when it's happening, keep it to yourself. You, you lost the moment. Although, I do hate, like, sometimes the next morning you replay something and think, oh, I should have said this. <laughs> <laughs> don't you hate that? <laughs> oh, my God. I shouldn't have said it like that. I should have said it, but not quite like that. Exactly. But when no. that happens, yes, repeat, <laughs> question yourself, and then add the moment when you first said it to that person. 
That's all right. right. Better look. than meeting them in the bathroom like I would. <laughs> and then you shank them in the bathroom. With a shank, okay? <laughs> look, ladies and gentlemen, you all have, if you haven't, you have tonight. This is Alma Gill, Ask Alma, every Tuesday night on the, on the <laughs> National Newspaper Publishers Black Press Network. She's our sister girl. So yes, I will yes. promote her. We are on her show on March the 5th. Uh, yes, and yes. I cannot, cannot wait to see you. But because I think for- Alvin, when like when y'all blow up and everything, you could do the then you know how something else come, pulls off of what a first show was. So then it could be the he said he said she said what. So you know <laughs> y'all do y'all thing, and then we gonna do the he said he said he said she said what, and that's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah. That will be you. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you for gracing our show tonight, Alma. Happy Don't go away. We're gonna bring you back. Guys. Thank you. We love you dearly, sister. Love you, love thank you. you. You know it. Thank, thank you. you. Well, gosh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're our last guest, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, he came on here like a lion, a lion when he entered our show the first time. Ashton Pina is an outrageous storyteller who is deeply committed to amplifying the voices of diverse characters and creators. His award-winning first uh, first feature, Nana's Boys was acquired by Breaking Glass Pictures. Nana's Boys is available on Showtime and Paramount Plus. Ashton's short films, In the Paint and Fires, are still on YouTube. He received his MFA in film from the City College of New York, uh, of New York, excuse me, MBA in media management from Metropolitan College in New York and studied uh, acting at Florida International University. Ashton supported Radha Blank uh, on the 40-year-old version, (laughs) every time I say this, 40-year-old version um, as director's assistant and has been blessed with amazing opportunities like working with Layla Wave and Beyonce. With a fierce passion to empower the next generation of storytellers, the New Bedford, a Massachusetts native, supports LGBTQ plus youth filmmakers through queer storytelling projects and recently launched a a nonprofit to award scholarships to HIV uh, plus college students. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Mr. Ashton Pina. Hey. What's going on, y'all? Hey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Look at that face. We have missed you. <laughs> I mean, how can I come up after Alma? Like, y'all was going in with the questions. I'm over here, like, um. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, my brother. You know, I follow you. First of all, I'm sending love because, you know, you're. I see love all around you. First, yeah, love is love is very present in my life. Love um, is a big very thing present. on my life. Love yeah, is very married. present. Oh, married now. You married now, Miss That's right. Congratulations yeah. to you, man. And uh, now, uh, what is your husband's name? My husband's name is Fernando. Um, he's a costume designer as well. Um, he works on TV and film. So we're like the next power couple you know we're going to be making some amazing stuff together um he's already doing amazing stuff probably some of the favorite shows you watch my man does my man my man my man you look know. at you my man <laughs> <laughs> but we i see I you it. and and i just every time i see you i just i just shine so okay look since when you were here last ashton um of course nana's boys i was so happy when i turned on uh my fire stick 
and I saw Nana's boys on TV. I screamed. Nana's boys on TV. I mean, I, I, I was so happy to see it. So congratulations to that. And I know it wasn't easy. So I just want to ask you right up front, you know, what was what has the process of distributing Nana's boys been like for you? Well, you know, hearing Dwayne talk about a little bit about, you know, getting films into film festivals, that's the traditional route. You started a film festival. And the thing about film festivals is they're really white centered. Um, so even the black films, black film festivals, then they're playing with privilege, right? Like HBO is a sponsor. So HBO is going to put 10 films or what star do you have in this film? So sometimes going the film festival route can be a little challenging because it might not be how good your film is, but really more what the programming team is specifically looking for. But luckily um, I was able to get a distributor, Breaking Glass Pictures, um, and they were able to support my film getting you know, out into the world, um, which ultimately landed on Paramount in Showtime. And it was one of those moments where for me, making my first feature was all about getting out into the world as a filmmaker. I didn't really realize where it would go and how it would end up and how people would be able to experience it. And when he called me and told me, oh my God, we got you on Showtime. Um, it was just, I was on the beach, my happy place. And I was just like in this surreal moment, like, oh my gosh, I'm on Showtime. Like, so many A24, all of A24's films are on Showtime, like the, all the Oscar films, like it's a, a, an amazing platform to be on. So for me, it was just really an opportunity to continue to just get my film out to people because as people were saying, Dwayne specifically, you don't get to see Black love on screen. You know, it's one of those things they love to other us. They love to partner us with white folks because for them, that's what makes love seem tangible and, and relatable when that's not really what, I see in my life, you know, I'm, I'm with a brown person, like I see black love around me all the time. So for me, that's why it was super important to show this relationship. It's not a happy story, but in what also Alma was saying, there's some infidelity, but this story continues, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, and, and I envision this film to continue to go on. We pick up in another few years and they are trying to reconcile you know, what happened in the past to what could happen in the future. So distributing it has been like one of those things that has just been a joy of my life and also a challenge too, because there's not a lot of information out there in the world around distributing your film or what, what it needs to be or what's the contracts. And luckily I went to school and have the background of like reading contracts and stuff like that, but there's still not a lot of information. So I'm happy to be able to kind of share what I've learned with other folks so that now they have a baseline of what they can go ahead and get from their deals moving forward. Awesome. That's well, it. how do you navigate the writing and directing process? Uh, I'm still like, for me now, now that I have a film out in the world, I'm also like in this place of like, well, what's next? You know, what is next for me? Um, because it's like, it feels like a, a little bit more pressure to like follow up something that has done really, you know, really well. Um, and so now I have a partner who can hold me accountable and can lean on me and say, babe, like you got this, you go, like go and just get it done. And now um, he has resources that I didn't necessarily have. So having a partnership has really supported how I'm able to kind of like realize what I want to do next. Um, and even so much, the next story is our love story because it's one of those things that's like a beautiful pairing. Like we knew each other in 2010, disconnected for 13 years. And once we reconnected, it was like, you know, the timing was a, the perfect time for us to connect. 
and here we are married and, you know, living a life of just beautiful joy. Um, so it's having that partner that's holding me accountable to say, babe, like, let's get some more stuff done. Like, let's go. So I love it. You are working me right now. <laughs> you are working me. I'm serious. You are. Yes, you are. Whew. Okay. Oh. Uh, look, I got verklempt a little bit because I was like, I, he, he just wrote a movie. Go ahead, Vice. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, with all this joy, what keeps you up at night? Uh, what keeps me up is like how to make sure people get access to continue to tell stories. Like hearing Dwayne talk about, you know, getting his short, getting his books made into films, into series. Like there's so many more people out there who want to do similar things, but don't have the resources or don't have the folks around them. They might live in a small town. And we're at a time like this political climate that we're facing, like just life, society in general, this is the perfect time to be sharing stories. This is the time to be getting your book out, getting your film out, getting your cost, you know, uh, your, your comic book, your video game, like all the ways in which we can tell stories. Time right now is the perfect time because society's at such an influx that we need some sense of like, not only a reflection of what's happening in the world, but some sense of escapism, like to be able to unplug and be able to watch something and just be transported to other worlds. That's super important right now. So that's what keeps me up is like, how do I continue to give back, but also fuel myself to continue to the canon of, of stories out in the world? Well, as much as something keeps you up at night and you just went through telling us about your marital bliss, <laughs> what else brings you joy? Um, you know, I'm sitting here looking at my family, my dogs right now. Like I know the last time we were on a call, like it was around last year, last year, this year. And mm -hmm. it's been a year since I had my puppy and then I, I got a son in the marriage. So like I see my family, I'm living in LA now. So, you know, having, you know, son and joy, like partnership. And then we have friends come over. It's like, it's very different from where I was living in Puerto Rico last year. It was a very much more tight community. And now I'm, I have much more people around me to like generate. We have game nights and like dinner parties and all the things to like bring community and foster our community here. Um, so that's what brings me joy um, as well as like, you know, giving back to the youth, like finding opportunities to like develop youth because if I don't win an Oscar, but my mentee won an Oscar, that's me winning an Oscar, you know, like, or, you know, whatever award they choose to win. Um, that's also me winning that because in some ways I supported them through that. So, um, you know, that's what, that's what brings me joy is just, you know, my family, my friends um, and, you know, my, my impact um, that I can give to the world. Wow. Wow. Okay. Truly, truly beautiful. I mean, you've gone, I mean, since you've been gone, you have done a complete shift. You've gone from an island back to the mainland. You have a family with a dog. I mean, like yes. so much is different. And I am just so thrilled that you have made the time to come out and be with us on this anniversary. No, thank you so much. You know, as y'all mentioned, you know, this is the creator's blessings just raining down. I was open to it and, you know, everything happened to align when it was supposed to. And I'm just grateful for the blessings and continue to, um, you know, continue to look forward to many more anniversary specials for y'all coming back year after year, time after time to continue to promote and talk about what I might be offering to the world at, at that juncture. Right so on. Thank you. Thank you, Ashton. And if, if we can bring up, thank you, Ashton, for you. again, being here, you know how I feel about you. Like, <laughs> I, you know, the brother I've never met. If we can bring back all of our, our, our special guests tonight, 
that that would be ideal. Let me see if we can get everybody on the screen. Hey, there you all. I'm with this one more. Hey, Alma. Hey, everybody. Hey. So, uh, Vosh has come up with a trivia game, and viewers, you all are welcome to play the game too. Um, but, um, Vosh, you want to take it away? And, and absolutely, go it's ahead. been a while since we played a game with y'all. Yes. So this it just seemed like the perfect opportunity. Uh, at home, if you would like to play please do as well. When you get the answer, just go ahead and type it in and send it in to us. Uh, but let's go ahead and play Anniversary Trivia. Yay. Is there money on this? <laughs> no, but actually, actually, you get a mug. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. This is competitive. Okay, got it. So our question number one. How many episodes of He Said, He Said, He Said have been produced? Not All including this one, if you are really, really, truly following. All Is of it, them. You are oh, hilarious. Sorry. How many? It's a number. The <laughs> oh, numbers okay. are, answer number one is 122 episodes, 137 episodes, or 105 episodes. I'm going to say A. I'm going to say A. C. I'm going to go with um, C. Everyone has an answer? A. The correct answer C. is A. See, I didn't hear Vernon. Vernon didn't wait. Vernon, Vernon, what did you say? I said C. Oh, C. Okay, C. C. No, it, it is A. And tonight, you all are making our 123rd show. So, yes. Yes. Happy well anniversary. Thank you. Well done. Question two, what is our most popular YouTube video? And there's bonus points if you can tell us even roughly how many views it's had. Oh. The one that I was on. Hello, I'm on talk about it. (laughs) The, The choices are A, what guys really want with Lamont White. Is it what they didn't say about the Bamber Bridge incident in Great Britain? Or is it aging while black, which was the first time that we actually met Mr. Vern? No, it was the second time because you came on before. Yes. So our most popular YouTube video, A, what guys really want, B, what they didn't say, or C, aging while black. C. C. I'm going to just say B just because everybody else did going to say B. Come on. Don't you sleep on it. And Bart, can you tell them how many views this video, this, this uh, YouTube clip has gotten? As of today, us. we have over 50,000 views on that one wow. video alone. So oh, yes. advertising you know, money. if you haven't seen it in a while, go to YouTube and check it out because it really is <laughs> a lot of good information. All right, question three. How many co-hosts have Alvin and Vosh had? <laughs> Nine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, the choices are A, six. And I'm viewing the Four. <laughs> or C, C five. five. B. Oh, B. 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 Five. Yeah. So we have uh, yes. two, two for B, one for C. B. One for A. One for and A. One for A. All right. Who says C? Who says C? Me. The answer is C. It's it is five. C. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to somebody. Yes, okay. you did. Because 
Dr. Deborah was actually a guest co-host. She oh, was our first okay. and only female guest co-host that we had. Yes, that's mm -hmm. who I missed. Okay. So that's who you missed. All right. Thank you. Is this a, is that is our that last a, question? Oh, we have one more. I'm sorry. Look at what me. is the cost of a he said, he said, he said mug? My love and friendship and oh, sorry. <laughs> Answer one is A, $19.99. B, $11.99. Or C, who cares? I want one. And you get a mug, and you get a mug, and you get a mug. All of you are getting mugs. No, we're sending swag out to you guys. Um, I cannot thank you, Vice, for putting the game together. Really do appreciate it. Um, this has been oh, a great oh, anniversary. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to send uh, all the guests a copy of one of my novels. Oh, I want the first one, Dwayne. Now, although yes. I'll take whatever you send me and read it. I, I've seen but the gym. I am, oh my gosh, that one yes. I was getting ready to order. I'm like, I've seen the gym, I'll have my secretary get all of their. Are you busy? No. <laughs> that would be oh, a no. Oh, no, no. That, that was my stylist. I thought it was like my secretary. Oh, no. I will make sure that I coordinate that, Vernon. That's very sweet of Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. And I'll make yes. sure that I, I get it to everybody or connect you with everyone so that you can uh, take care of that. Absolutely. Thank you. That's what anniversary is all about. Yeah. <laughs> and all of the, every, all the guests who were on here are absolutely phenomenal. And I, I just feel honored to be on the show with the three of them is just amazing. Thank you all. Same. Same like, I'm walking away fuller than I did when I showed up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy anniversary. I'm about to do an overflow because our, our words of the week this week are from Harriet Tubman. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. And that is by Harriet Tubman, ladies and gentlemen. Those are our words of the week as we conclude our third anniversary show with phenomenal guests, Ashton Pina, Alma Gill, Dwayne Vernon, and Raheem Briggs. And I'm going to say that the love of my show life, Vosh Bodhi. Um, and I want to thank Norman and I want to thank Courtney. Norman is our producer and our sister producer, Courtney, who's not here, and Bobby, who also brings uh, the show to life every week. want to thank yes. everybody for all you do to make this show work because it's a lot of work, but we, <laughs> but, 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 but we do it. So... Thank you all. Thank you, viewers. Thank you. You know we, we love you guys. Thank yes. you so much. And and we look forward to seeing everybody on the next episode of He Said. He Said. He Said. He said. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you.